0: All right, listeners, welcome back. You're listening to the SpiceCast right here on Spice Radio. And with us in the studio tonight, we've got Emma Klein, a folk singer-songwriter from right here in the Valley, originally from Seattle. But uh, you work a lot around here and uh, Nashville a lot more recently, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for thanks for taking some time out of a busy schedule and coming, coming in to uh, record with us tonight.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: So you have two EPs out right now and your style kind of you you have a lot of songs that are kind of folk country influenced, but you also have some songs that are more pop and you know uh one of them karma almost sounds a little bit like uh 90s r&b a little bit you want to kind of talk about where where your main influences come from as you're writing these
2: um
1: well these days my main influences are people like ryan adams and patty griffin and Brandy Carlyle is one of my favorites, Mm -hmm. and John Mayer will always be, like, my all-time favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I also listen to, like, the top 100 songs and all the pop songs that are popular today. So when I made my first EP, I just was noticing all the songs that were popular at the moment, and so I was thinking, like, if I make songs like that, then I'll probably be more successful. But after I did that ep i just realized that i just enjoy doing more acoustic songs more there
0: you go. <laughs> so did you work with a producer at all for the uh, the first couple that you did or um i have a
1: producer in town um his name is Stephen kane he goes by pr mm-hmm. um and he helped me a lot
0: oh very cool so the first song uh you came in tonight and recorded a couple of songs right here in the studio is called uh waffle house and it's kind of like the uh the, the the working man's hero kind of story, like the people who, who have to work the second and third jobs at, you know, the Waffle House at three in the morning just to make ends meet. And I think we've all been there, you know, at least one point. If you've ever been in art and you haven't starved, you're not doing it right. Um, is there a story behind this, or is this just kind of like something you observed in, you know, other people's lives? and
1: Well, it's not necessarily a personal story that happened to me, but one thing I noticed going to Waffle House all the time <laughs> um, is I mean, I'm sure there are some happy, happy people that work at Waffle House, but it seems like the waitresses and everyone that works there, they just seem sad. And like they have this really interesting story.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I don't know. I just kind of like, I can't imagine working that late in the night and everything you'd see at Waffle House, all the people that would come in. So I just like kind of imagined a story of someone that worked at Waffle House.
0: Okay. Well, let's listen to it. This is Emma Klein playing Waffle House, recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios.
2: We'd buy the cheapest cigarettes, cause it made us feel alive, drop downtown in the middle And we'd steal your daddy's rum and talk till the sun came up. Thought we knew everything while we grew up too young. And Waffle House shifts through. drive to Portland on the weekends off our tiny paychecks live off coffee and cheap wine and houses six stories high we swore someday we would buy a buff for now three in the morning you'd always stay
0: Back, listeners. That was Waffle House recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios by Emma Klein. So, um, how long have you been playing music?
2: Well,
1: basically forever, but I got my first guitar when I was 10. And was
0: it a gift? uh,
1: My grandpa gave it to me. He always had a guitar at his house, and I would like grab it and strum it. Um, (laughs) But when he gave me that guitar, he got me guitar lessons too. And that's when I Started really playing guitar yeah. and trying to learn all the Taylor Swift songs I could. And then after I ran out of her songs, I started writing my
0: own. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to start. I think that's the, that's the one thing people forget when they get their kids' instruments is the lessons that go with them. You can't just hand a kid something and say, all right, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, y- so you grew up listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. What, who else kind of, uh, Who else kind of influenced your musical tastes early on? Well,
1: my mom always tells me that when I was in the womb, she would play Johnny Cash, and I would, like, react strongly and, like, kick (laughs) and stuff like that, um, so Johnny Cash was always played in my house, and my dad is, he doesn't play music, but he's a huge music listener, and he has so many CDs and so many records that he's collected over the years, so... I grew up hearing a lot of BB King and Buddy Guy, and I don't know, there's just so many people. I just grew up around a lot of music, so it's hard to name yeah, a person. Yeah,
0: there's a lot. Um, do you have an artist that you're, you, you listed a few earlier, is there like a particular one that you, you're just really into right now?
1: Um. I guess the only, like I said, John Mayer before, but he's really the only person that I can listen to his songs over and over again and yeah. never get bored. And his music just makes me like feel something, not even the words, but like the music. Mm-hmm. And he's basically the only person that gives me that feeling. So,
0: okay, <laughs> yeah. So you write a lot of your own lyrics. Um, when you were first starting out, where, where was that coming from? Like, were you just kind of emulating what you heard or was it something that... Was it more, you know, did it come from inside you more than the exterior?
1: Um, well, I guess when I first started writing songs, I mean, I would write love songs. And when I was like 11 or 12, I really didn't have that much experience to write <laughs> right. about. <Hope> not <laughs> so I just kind of made up stuff that I would hear about. And it wasn't even like based on a movie that I saw. I just, I guess from listening to so much music on the radio, you just kind of like figure out how songs are structured and then you try to write your own okay. <laughs> so it was from my imagination
0: so the next one we have coming up is called uh six feet in the dirt you want to talk about that one
1: uh well that's another song that i just kind of made up and <laughs> it's a little creepy so i'm glad that it's not from personal experience but you'll figure out why it, i think it's a little creepy of a song
0: <laughs> all right well let's let them find out this is emma klein with six feet in the dirt recorded right here at spice rack studios
2: the wall I pace back and forth but I just can't figure out you don't love me anymore went over in my mind a thousand times your brown eyes into mine but I never once thought to myself this love would run out but I'll keep on loving you until my last day no you can't give it to me Fill my heart and don't be upset forever And I keep my word till I'm six feet in the dirt Yeah, yeah, oh, oh Read the letters over again, sugar-coated promises Blindsided by the fact you were just messing with my head But I'll keep on loving you until my last day No, you can't give it to me Till my heart don't beat, I said, forever And I keep my word Till I'm six feet in the day. Oh, yeah Oh loving you till my last day. No, you can't give rid of me till my heart don't beat. I said forever and I keep my word. I said forever and I keep my word till I'm six feet
0: All right, welcome back. That was Six Feet in the Dirt by Emma Klein, recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios. So this song uh, got you an award recently on an online international songwriting contest. You wanna talk about that a little bit?
1: Um, so there were over 8,500 applicants, and I won an honorable mention, so that felt really nice. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so besides that, you have had some other uh, big things happening to you recently. You just graduated high school a few weeks ago, actually
1: yeah i actually graduated in december because i did online school so i got to graduate early which felt really nice yeah,
0: that's the way to do it <laughs> yeah just avoid that whole senior year craziness altogether. yeah uh were you were you doing that to kind of focus on singing and songwriting or what was why did you decide to take online courses
1: um i did do it partly to focus on music and also I don't know I just never really liked school I mean most people don't like school right but it was hard fitting in in high school I guess because no one really did the same thing I did yeah so most people do sports or like you'll have music theater kids but no one really does the singer-songwriter thing so it was just hard to find people to relate to
0: and you've been you've been gigging around the area for quite a while I think right yeah when, when was your first gig
1: uh, I sang at the coffee tree uh, which is closed now but I had my first open mic there I was 12
0: wow. so so've you've, you've been a professional like for most of your high school career and, you know at least yeah what was what was that like you said it was hard to fit in because nobody else was really doing you know anything most most people in high school didn't have a side hustle like that basically
1: yeah um I don't know it was just... I would sing at Bridge Street on Friday nights, and everyone would be at the football games
0: yeah. <laughs> for high
1: school, so I don't know, I but that was fine for me, because I just never was really into like going to football games on Friday nights, and that was just never really my thing, so I was just excited to get out of the high school experience because sometimes it got very immature but it gave me lots of things to write songs about
0: there you go that's that's the best way to to handle life (laughs) like like throwing things at you like well i'll use this for my art at least yeah so something we like to ask all our guests is any any crazy funny random experiences they've had like during their first set of gigs because there's usually like going out and playing for the first time on your end there's usually something that goes wrong or something you know later on something that you've seen like what's the funniest or craziest experience you've ever had at a gig
1: um, well, luckily I haven't had too many crazy things, but once I was singing at Bridge Street and this giant, and I, I was saying like right by the front entrance and this huge bus, um, I mean, I think they were from Mexico and they played soccer, I assume. And they, <laughs> they came out and they started picking the flowers off of like the bushes,
0: are these, like, kids or something?
1: Um, they were, like, teenagers. Oh, okay. And they started just picking the flowers, the landscaping that yeah. was not for picking. Yeah. And they started picking them and, like, throwing them in my guitar case and <laughs> talking <laughs> to me in Spanish. And <laughs> so that was kind of crazy but funny. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So the last song you have for us tonight is called uh, Blame It on the Whiskey, also recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios. And this one it sounds like it has a story behind it as well. You want to talk about that a bit?
1: Um, it's it's just another one that I just kind of made up, luckily. <laughs> um, when I, like I said, when I was younger, I just didn't have a lot of things to write songs about. And I listened to the country radio and it seemed like every song had whiskey in it. And I don't know. I just it's, was like, yeah, very... blame it on the whiskey. Yeah. Don't blame it on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just came up with that. And my mom wasn't very happy about it because I was 15, but I think she's grown to like really love the song. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it takes, it, especially because you haven't experienced it, it takes a lot to kind of like, you know, gather that information from elsewhere and, and construct a song around it. Yeah. Uh, so you've, you've got, before we listen to it, you've got uh, a few regular gigs that you do around the Valley. You said you play at Bridge Street. You also played a restaurant out in Decatur. Uh, I think your next gig there is June the 30th. And what was the name of that?
1: Well, I'll probably pronounce it wrong because it's in Spanish, but it's Lucias Cocina Mexicana.
0: There you go. And that's indicator on June the 30th. Uh, what time is that? What time do you start usually?
1: It's six to nine. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. I really appreciate uh, you did some great work in the studio with us. And uh, you can find all of Emma's music. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think Twitter is your biggest uh, social media outlet right now. What's your what's your handle?
1: Um, it is at Klein, which is E-M-C-A-T-K-L-E-I-N.
0: And uh, if you want to listen to samples of her uh, two previous EPs, you can find her on Reverb Nation under Emma Klein.
1: And iTunes and Spotify.
0: All the places. And, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, taking us out tonight, this will be Emma Klein with Blame It on the Whiskey.
2: it's true, I do sometimes But you can blame it on the whiskey Don't blame it on me Just blame your own self Cause you're the reason I drink So when I call you tonight Don't blame it on me Come over tonight, yay. So if you hear someone at 3 a.m., it's me, so just let me in, here yeah. If I come over tonight, yay, you can numb the pain with your white lies like you used to all the time. Just blame it on the whiskey But don't blame it on me Just blame your own self Cause you're the reason I drink So when I call you dare blame it on me just blame your own self cause you're the reason I you're the reason I drink so when I call you yeah tonight just to make it easy you can blame it on the whiskey but don't